I mean, who do you think would win a fight? Well, what do you mean? Well, if you and I ever got into like a really serious fight, you know, and the punches started flying, who do you think would win? Well, I think that's pretty obvious. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. The bat is dead. Bury it. Fight back! You coward, fight back! You just started a war. Dark fire will not avail you! Flame of Udun! Never give up. Never surrender. We must fight. You've always run away from a fight. Have not? You have so. Have not? You have so. Have not? You have so and you know it. Greetings and welcome to another edition of the Who Would Win cast, the podcast that analyzes fictional fights between familiar faces. My name is Steve. Happy New Year. Happy 2017. And the first guest of this new year is going to be Chris. Hey, Chris. Hey, Steve. Welcome back to the show. Thank you. It's been a couple weeks since we had an episode. The last episode you were on was our Home Alone, Indiana Jones, uh, James Bond edition. I remember that episode. That was I fun was, time. I was only the moderator. That's right. You were the but moderator. I, you know, I was there. Yeah. Did you have a good Christmas? I had a great Christmas. Yeah. You were my secret Santa this year. Yes, I was. You got me this awesome uh, Telestrations game, but it was after Dark version. It was the adult version. So it's a little dirty. Uh, we played it a couple nights ago. It was a good time. And uh, looking forward to many laughs after that. Oh, you also got me this awesome uh, Allen wrench set. Yes, it was specifically uh, assorted tools for bicycles. That's because right. I know you're a fan of bicycles. Especially in the summertime when I have to raise seats on the boardwalk. And I need an Allen wrench because they don't give me a quick release. I'm glad you like it, Steve. Yeah, it was awesome. Thanks. You're welcome. So this is our first episode of the new year. Happy New Year. Uh, happy New Year. Thank God 2016's over. My opinion, um, I personally, 2016 was actually pretty good for me, I feel. But as a whole, like I look back on it and I'm like, as the for the world, I don't know. So the advice I would give to the world is, if you're expecting 2017 to be better than 2016, I would like, I would hold off on that. Right. Because I don't think like the calendar changing... Is it gonna, you know, it's not gonna exactly a lot. Just because the number goes up one, it's not gonna make things automatically better. Yeah, but I have that is a common sentiment, you know. Right, new on, year start on the fresh. Interwebs exactly. That yeah, people know. just want it to be over and assume like all the bad things are just gonna stop happening. Right. We were talking before we started recording, like all the people that have died recently. You know, unfortunately, Carrie Fisher, Debbie Reynolds, and then just kind of looking back at everybody who's passed away this year: Alan Rickman, Prince, Muhammad Ali, Kenny Baker. Nancy Reagan, Did you say Gene Wilder, Gene Wilder. Um, I can't remember any. I mean, there's been so there many. The guy, more, the guy who played yeah. Chekhov, Anton yeah, Yecho. Yeah. I can't remember Yelchin, his name. Yelchin. That's I think, what, I think that's what it is. Um, yeah, it's just been really, really sad. I think you posted this on our Instagram, but we found out that Carrie Fisher died after we walked out of Rogue One. Yeah, the literally the moment Rogue One ended, we walked out, and I looked at my phone like most people do when they walk out of a movie theater. <laughs> And I had, like, you know, my, my breaking news tweets and whatever. And I'm like, oh, my God, Carrie Fisher died. And it was kind of sentimental because, spoilers for Rogue One, maybe fast forward, like, 30 seconds. But, you know, they kind of recreated Carrie Fisher, the very, very last shot of the movie, where she gets the plans to the Death Star. So it was kind of, I don't know. It was it, it was kind of weird. Because like we were yeah, watching that, we didn't weird. know, you know. Yeah. And then the moment it was over, we're like, oh, my gosh, that person's dead now. Um, so, yeah, so it's really sad. So ho- here's to a good 2017. Let's hope things maybe turn around for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe the gods will be like, ah, it's 2017. Um, yes, yeah, so that's where we're at. So Happy New Year. Thanks for joining us again. Uh, we hope you all had a good holiday season. I want to go over the results from the Indiana Jones episode. 
uh, the, Home Alone, the Home Alone episode with James Bond. Uh, I did post the final results on our Twitter and on Instagram and Facebook, but in case anybody uh, did not have a chance to see it, the final result was Indiana Jones sixty two percent, James Bond thirty eight percent in defending against the Home Alone style home invasion. All right, yeah, the people went with Indiana. So James Bond had the lead for a significant amount of time, the first like four days in the poll. And then once I reposted it, like, hey, guys, don't forget to vote, then everybody <laughs> voted for Indiana Jones, So, which I'm fine with. There's nothing wrong with that. I've been thinking, do you think that most people who vote in the poll don't watch, don't listen to the episode? I think there is a significant amount of people that vote and do not listen, mm-hmm. which is, you know, I don't care. But I, I mean, think that's the only way I lost Barney vs. Thomas, the tank engine, because my argument was better. But if you just looked at the poll, you might pick Thomas true. incorrectly. I disagree that your argument was better. I know. I'm just kidding. No, I know. That's fine. Oh, yeah. I'm sure there's people listening who listen to the podcast and still pick Thomas who are now, like, insulted. Or they're but like, you're wrong. you know what? Maybe Chris had, <laughs> maybe Chris had some good ideas. <laughs> oh, goodness. So that was the result of that episode. Um, you know, we have so many episodes out now. So if you're a new time listener, please feel free to go back and download. Whatever sounds good. Exactly. I mean, look at the titles. Yeah. Pick whichever one sounds interesting to you. Um, you're in Star Wars. You're into, you're into Game of Thrones. Serial. Cereal. Lucky oh, oh yes. Yeah. Cereal um, the food. Yeah. Yes. Uh, you said Game of Thrones. Survivor. Lost. Power Rangers. Ninja Turtles. Um, presidents. Like elections. We did. You know the. We did some political stuff. Yes, we did. They were they were tasteful political stuff. Yeah. It wasn't not like, like it wasn't like down your throat. Vote for this person stuff. No, um, they were only political related. Really, they're not. There's no politics discussion. It's like fictional politics. Right. Right. Yes. Right. Yes. We got Pokemon episodes. Oh, that's right. I always forget about the Pokemon episodes. We had one potluck episode, which we'll have to revisit. Yeah, I'm, we'll definitely. I'm excited to do another one. Exactly. Uh, so, uh, as always, you know, if you have any ideas for any future matchups or scenarios, or if you just like to say hello, you can reach us through Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Gmail. Uh, you can also subscribe and leave us a rating on iTunes or through our RSS feed on Podbean. Chris, what are we talking about today? Today is our New Year's resolution episode. Yes, it is. So, the episode will go like this. Steve and I have both chosen a person who we feel has had a a, b- a bad, a rough, a rough 2016. Yes. Uh, in my case, they've had a rough like five years or more. <laughs> um, and we're gonna we're gonna do a little background, maybe about why they had a rough 2016. Yep. And we're gonna tell you their resolution to have a better 2017. That's right. And then just for fun, we'll also try to uh, sabotage each other's New Year's resolutions, so that way they do not succeed and have an awful 2017 as well. Right. Like, yes. if your resolution was to lose weight, I would bake you a great cake. <laughs> and then end it right there. As an example. I mean, it could be a healthy cake, carrot cake. Aren't carrot cakes? If you're, if you're eating healthy cakes, what would you go with? Well, I'm saying there really isn't a healthy cake. Like, that's if you, kind of like say, a cop-out. Say, like a cupcake? Like a mini cupcake? I guess if you ate a less of a cake, you've eaten less <laughs> of something bad for you. <laughs> but it's really just not a healthy choice. I thought carrot cakes were healthy cakes. Sure. You know, I mean, if it makes you feel better, yeah. carrot cakes are very healthy. Thanks, Chris. I appreciate you telling me that. Carrots are great for eye health. <laughs> I've heard that's not true. Oh, man. All this fake news recently. I know. You can't tell what's real anymore. Did you know Facebook? This is off topic, but Facebook has a new uh, add-on. Not, I don't know if it's an add-on, but you can report news that you think is fake, and then, I, and then they'll re- like review it and put an alert on it if it is quote-unquote fake. That's really interesting. I didn't. I knew they were like looking into ways to like. Stop I think it's a slippery slope. It, I don't it, know. It's, it is it's tough because there's going to be opinion-based stuff. It, exactly. But then there's like blatantly fake stuff. So. Right. Yeah. 
Uh, so before we get started, uh, I-, I wanted to do a little bit of background on New Year's resolution as a whole. Like, how did it get started? All that good stuff. So uh, I found out that the Babylonians made promises to their gods at the start of each New Year. Um, and they would return, like, objects that they borrowed and, like, pay their debts that they've, I guess, accumulated over the past year. So that kind of is like a new start, fresh start to the new year. Also, the Romans began each year by making promises to the god Janus. And Janus is the god's name for the month of? January. There you go. That's right. Janus January. So I thought that was pretty cool, too. All right. So lots of historical New Year's resolutions. Yeah, people were always doing New Year's resolutions. It's been around for a while. Yes. So who who are you picking a little bit of background information on your person? Well, my person, I have chosen Adam Sandler. Okay. Never heard of him. You've never heard of Adam nah, Sandler? I'm oh, just you, kidding. I'll teach you all about <laughs> it. Oh, yeah. Tell me about him. Sure. Well, uh, Adam Richard Sandler was born uh, in 1966. Yep. He's an actor, comedian, screenwriter, film producer, musician. Some of those maybe deserve air quotes. Okay. But <laughs> none of them have quotes okay. in the in the uh, thing I'm reading. Um. Kind of got his big break starting on Saturday Night Live. Yep, I remember that, seeing his skits. Uh, yeah, he was in, like, a good era of SNL. Like, he was he was uh, friends with a lot of other guys, like Chris Farley and mm-hmm. him. I think Chris Rock around the same time. Um, I'm sure others I'm forgetting. But um, he uh, then went on to star, write, and star in uh, a bunch of movies. Yeah. Some are successful than others. So you might remember Billy Madison. That was in 1995. Happy Gilmore, the yeah. year after, The Waterboy two years later. Um, the, the same year as The Waterboy, he he was in The Wedding Singer, and then Big Daddy. Those are and all, the, in my opinion, really good movies. I, I agree, and that's where I was going to stop the good movies. Yeah. And so The Big Daddy was 1999. Okay. So, so is it the turn of the century? Is It looks like he's had a bad century. Yeah. So it, it gets debatable after that. So he was in... He voiced... Uh, well, Mr. Deeds was 2002, which... I didn't really care for. Yeah, me I didn't. Either. I don't know how that did critically. I'm guessing not good. I don't think so. I, I mean, because compared to the original, right? That was a remake. That's yeah. true. Yeah. So I, I have some more specifics on movies, but I started in 2011 just to have the last five years of his movies. Yeah, I think that's so. Fair. We're we're up to 2002, and then um, he's also voiced some uh, animated characters, Hotel Transylvania and Hotel Transylvania Two, which are you know moderately successful children's movies, like critically wise. Yep. Um, and I, I did want to say, even though his movies do critically poorly, like really bad, yeah, they usually make money. Yeah, like I he, mean, because it's Adam Sandler at that point; he's kind of made a, uh, a brand for his name, mm-hmm. and uh, people know that you know they kind of know what they're going to get at this point. And people, I mean, people do like Adam Sandler, even though they think he's like his humor is not as good as it used to be. I think people still like him as a person. I agree, and it's funny you say that because actually, from my research, it sounds like he's a really cool person. Okay. Like, a lot of movies he's able to get a big actor in just because he has a reputation of being nice and fun to work with. That's like uh, Al Pacino being in yeah. Jack and Jill. Yeah. Like, where did that come from? Probably but, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, he had some more serious roles, like Punch Drunk Love. That was in 2002. Spanglish in 2004. Rain Over Me in 2007, which I think was like a 9-11. The guy lost his family in 9-11. Uh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, Bed, Bath, and, what's the one with Bed Bath & Beyond with the remote? That's Click. Oh, Click. Yeah, and I, then but that wasn't as I guess that was more serious. I feel like at the end, it, like once he went back in time, or did he go back in time? I forget. Yeah, he eventually got to go back and kind of like live his life, right? The, yeah, from what he learned. Okay. Um, and funny people in two thousand nine, which okay. I think is more well regarded. Yeah, it's not really a funny movie from what no, I've it's, heard. it's it's more serious. Yeah. yeah. Um, he was born in Brooklyn, New York. 
Um, pretty pretty average upbringing, it sounds like. Um, they moved to, he moved to New Hampshire when he was six, and he must have known he wanted to get into acting like early in his life. He eventually went to the New York University's Tisch School for the Arts. Um, the only other thing I wanted to say is where did I write it? Where did I have it? Um, he's been married since two thousand three. Oh wow! So he and, and he has two kids. He's married to Jackie Sandler. Okay, who was like I think I saw she was a model. Oh, I shouldn't have clicked on that, but I'm never going to get back to it. <laughs> but he has two kids with her. It sounds like you know he says family's important to him. That's so good. By like Hollywood standards, he's been married forever. Yeah, seriously. So it seems like he's been very successful. Not just in his early career, but also a career as his career as a father and a family man. I think that's right, which is good for so him. It kind of made me feel bad to like just make fun of him for the next like forty five minutes because he seems like a nice guy. I'm glad you acknowledge his his accomplishments, though. Yeah. So, do you want me to tell you about some of his recent bad movies now, or uh, you want to talk about uh, your person? Uh, I'll introduce my person, and then what we'll do is I'll have you go to like why your person has done why Adam Sandler's has a bad. Couple right, years, and then that could lead right into your news, your New Year's resolution. Sounds good. So, um, the group of people I kind of chose are the executives that are running the DC films currently for Warner Brothers. That for would be. Warner Brothers, okay. yes. Uh, if you look at like the DC films, like in 2005, you had Batman Begins, which was really successful. It didn't make a ton, a ton of money compared to like modern day superhero movies, but it was very successful. Uh, and then that led to The Dark Knight and then The Dark Knight Rises, both of which made over a billion dollars each. Uh, and during that time period, that's when Marvel started doing its cinematic universe. So, like, DC wasn't sure, like, oh, should we have this Batman movie be part of a universe? Should we just wait until it's over and then start our own? So, in 2013, they started their own cinematic universe, which is actually called the DC Extended Universe. I don't know if you know about that. So like, I've heard that term. Yeah, like the DCEU is like the is the technical term. So they started the DCEU in 2013 with Man of Steel, which I was super excited for because Christopher Nolan was involved in it, who did the Batman movies. And uh, I thought, you know, it looked... How, how was he involved? He didn't direct it. He didn't direct it. He produced it. And I think he, he wrote the story. Okay. He didn't write the screenplay, but he wrote the story. And uh, so I was really excited. Like, the trailers, I was super, super excited for. And I think it's okay. It's not phenomenal, but it's not – I don't think it's garbage like like some people think. But it wasn't maybe the best way to get a universe going. Uh, and then after that, you know, by this point, the Avengers have already had already come out. So Marvel has kind of got their stride going. They know what they're doing. So they're kind of playing catch-up. So then their immediate next film to follow that is 2016's Batman vs. Superman. And also Suicide Squad in 2016 also. So that'll lead into my argument as to why maybe they didn't have a great 2016 also. Those weren't good movies? But we'll debate about that. All right. I'll let you go, though. So that's who I'm picking, the executives at Warner Brothers who are in charge of running the DC Extended Universe films. Okay. Good intro. Thank you. No problem. So this, like I said, this is going to be the last five years of Adam Sandler movies, and I've kind of narrowed it down this isn't every movie he's been involved in this is kind of movies that he's like uh a main focal like he's either the main character or like wrote it or i think he's actually the main character in all of these like this time period is going to include hotel transylvania and hotel transylvania 2 okay which were like actually like you know did critically okay yeah and they made some pretty good money from what i've heard yeah and they're making a third one yeah that's coming out next year so it must be doing okay but mm -hmm. so other than that so we're going back to 2011 jack and jill Okay. Adam Sandler plays the title character Jack and the title character Jill. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen it, but 
I have seen it. You have seen it? I actually it. have seen it. Do you know its Rotten Tomato score? I'm pretty sure it's close to zero. It's a three. It's a three? It's a three. Did you, did you look up any other fun facts about that movie by any chance? I, I didn't accept um, a 23 on Metacritic, which I believe is out of 100. Okay. And a, on an IMDb rating of 3.4 out of 10. I am almost certain that it won every single award at the Raspberries. I the believe you're correct. I, I know for a fact he won Worst Actor and Worst Actress. I do know that. And I think Al Pacino won like Worst Supporting Actor. And whoever played his wife in that, I forget who played his wife. I think she won like worst actress and or no, he won maybe worst supporting actress. But like literally swept the the awards. Sorry, yeah, go ahead. No, thank you for adding that. Yeah. I, since you brought up the Razzies, um I also saw a fact that the longest he has gone without a Razzie nomination <laughs> is 5 years, and that was from 2002 to 2007. That's actually pretty good. Yep. Yeah. Well, that was when he was like that's when he was doing his more serious roles, it seems. Mm, yeah, so the 2002 one, he got Razzie nominations for Eight Crazy Nights and Mr. Deeds. Okay. And then, I I guess in between, I didn't write anything down. Yeah, maybe some more serious ones. Because then in 2007, he had Razzie nominations for I Now Pronounce You Chuck and Larry. Oh, I forgot about that movie. Mm-hmm. That's with uh, Kevin James? Kevin James, Right, yeah. 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 They were, they, um... They're like firefighters. They, they, they faked a uh, gay romance to get some like, type of benefit. Yeah. I didn't see that one either. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Moving on to 2012's That's My Boy. Do you remember that movie? That's with, um, what's his name from Lonely Island? Adam Sandberg? Yeah. Andy Sandberg. Andy Sandberg. Yes. He plays Andy Sandberg's father. Yeah. I believe he... He, like, abandoned him or something? Yeah. He, he Well, he had him in high school or something. Okay. And something like that. I remember it came out, like, in late August. Like, it came out of nowhere. And it was like, oh, hey, this new Adam Sandler movie's coming out. Like... Check it out or not. That has a 20 on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, wow. That's the highest score of all these movies. <laughs> oh, my God. Of recent. Of these ones? Rec- in the, the, these that I'm talking about in the last five years, not including Hotel Transylvania. Wow. Um, Hotel Transylvania was the same year, which actually has a 45 on Rotten Tomatoes. But voice acting, he was just a voice actor. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So then he uh, he puts out Grown Ups 2 in 2013. Gets a 7 on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> the Cobbler. Oh, this is the start of his... Um, his Netflix deal. Okay. He, he has a four movie deal with Netflix. Okay. And I, I, it seems like he had a lot of like control over these movies. Like it, basically they're like, do whatever you want. It's usually how Netflix is. They're like, kind of like, go do your thing. And I didn't try to look up how much money these films made, but I wouldn't be surprised if they like actually were profitable. What's that? The ones on Netflix? Yeah. I'm just curious to find out like how we could find out if they were profitable. Right, because Netflix might not put out those numbers. They don't. They don't put the numbers out for their their viewership, which would be interesting though if we could to see how many people did view that. So I did read that this is for Ridiculous Six. Okay. That Netflix said as many people watched that, more people watched that movie in the first thirty days than any other movie on Netflix. Wow. Right. And that's a lot of stuff on Netflix. Ex- yeah, there is Netflix original movies or movies in general. Do you know? <sighs> I'm not sure. What the- I'm not sure if they specified that. You know, it would be an interesting ranking to see what it gave on your Netflix how many stars like cause you know how it has the stars like I do to show and I watched it on Netflix I actually enjoyed it really I thought it was funny okay and uh I think I probably rated it like four stars wow yep that's that's pretty high but um so the first Netflix movie is The Cobbler in 2014 oh. that has a nine on Rotten Tomatoes <laughs> uh he then made a movie called Blended which I actually I don't remember that was also in 2014 I think it was Wait. a romantic comedy there, there's one that came out within the past couple of years where he was a shoe cleaner. Oh no, I'm getting that. You're getting that. One? That's called the cop. No, that's the cobbler. That's the cobbler. Yeah. Okay. He's a, he's a cobbler. He repairs shoes, but then he can wear other people's shoes and, and experience and he, their lives. <laughs> yeah, he turns into that person. 
Yeah. So yeah. this was the same year, Blended, which I think was a romantic comedy. It actually has a 14 on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, I feel like for him, anything over 10 is like considered a success at this point. Probably. Yeah. Because his next movie was The Ridiculous Six, uh-huh. another Netflix movie in 2015. That has a zero Ooh. on Rotten Tomatoes. Ooh. Uh, an 18 on Metacritic. A 4.4 4 out of 10 on IMDb. Oh, that's a little higher. It's actually higher than Jack and Jill. Yeah. And Jack and Jill is a 3%, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, after Ridiculous Six... Pixels in 2015. I forgot about it, Pixels. <laughs> I don't know if he was involved in writing that or not. I don't know. I just know the guy who directed the first two Harry Potter movies directed that movie. Oh, really? Chris Columbus. And Peter Dinklage is in it. It's like, come on, man. Yeah, it had some good people in it. Yeah, I mean, it's a really cool premise, in my opinion. I agree. I think it sounds like an awesome idea. I Yeah, I didn't actually see it. I'm, I've been I, meaning I, to see it. I haven't seen it either. From what I read, it sounds like they kind of, like, messed up all the nostalgic video game jokes they could have made. Like, okay. They were very just not funny they didn't they didn't really joke they just had references they're just like oh here's pac-man remember (laughs) pac-man here's donkey kong he's jumping over stuff remember that yeah um so pixels a 16 on rotten tomatoes and then in 2016 the do-over another netflix movie which i think you did with david spade okay about someone i don't know if they were in witness someone re-restarting their life I don't know if they faked their death or they were in witness protection or something. That is a five on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. So to recap, we had a th- we had a three, a seven, a nine, a zero, a five, and like 14, 16, and 20 were the highest ones. And this is just to reiterate, this is from the past five years. Five years so. of Adam yeah. Sandler's life. So what what is his New Year's resolution going to be? His New Year's going resolution going into is his movie comeback. Okay. He's going to make a movie that is both critically popular and financially successful. Go ahead. That movie uh-huh. is going to be Happy Gilmore 2. Oh. Electric Boogaloo. Electric Boogaloo. That's that's a working title. That's fine. I think that's the subtitle of um, Deuce Bigelow 2. Do you remember Deuce Bigelow? I do remember. That's mm-hmm. with David Spade, right? No, uh, Rob Schneider. Oh, Rob Schneider. See, yeah. but that's the thing. Like All these guys are kind of... Yeah, they always all, work together. All, they always work yeah. together. They're all friends. They're sorority buddies, if I'm not mistaken. Sorority buddies? Fraternity buddies. Yeah, <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Oh boy! Yeah, and I think a lot of them were probably like working their way up in like comedy clubs at the same time. So exactly. I think that's a pretty tight group. So, so he's going to come into 2017. He's going to have this going for him. Yeah. So I was putting a lot of thought into this. Go right ahead. And Nicole was helping me out on this because okay. we were like, "What is going to save?" That's the wrong word. His career doesn't need saving. He's he's doing fine. Right. But what's going to save his like reputation? I guess. Uh-huh. What's going to make people be like, "Oh, Adam Sandler made a good movie." Again. Okay. And I really think Happy Gilmore 2 could have a really successful sequel. Okay. Why is that? Be- well, it was one of, personally, it was one of my favorite Adam Sandler movies. I, I really do like a, uh, Happy Gilmore. Um, light, a lighthearted sports comedy, I think, is there's always a place for that. That's true. Like, in cinema. Yeah. So I have, a, I have a rough outline of the plot. Okay. Go right ahead. So this is what I've been working on recently instead of working on Pinehole Mobile Court. <laughs> so I don't have any Pinehole Mobile Court updates. I just have Happy Gilmore 2. So it's going to open on Happy with his grandmother uh-huh. in the hospital. Yeah. So if you recall, in Happy Gilmore, he he all he did, all his golf, was to win enough money to save her house because she owed a lot in taxes. Right. And she had to escape, uh, what's his name? Ben Stiller. Ben Stiller ran a like <laughs> nurse, nursing home <laughs> slash slave labor facility. Yeah. <laughs> so she she's dying, though. Oh. It's, a, it's an emotional scene. But her dying wish is she wants him to be happy again. Okay. So you find out with a quick flashback, he kind of hasn't been happy in a while. He left the golf after winning the money because he didn't – he was just playing golf for her. Uh-huh. 
Um, what happened with his relationship? Things kind of fell apart with uh, Virginia, Virginia Bennett, played by Julia Bowen. Julia yep. Bowen. So he's not with her anymore. And um, he hasn't played golf since then. And his grandma was like, you were happy when you were playing golf. I, I want you to be happy again. And then uh, maybe like a fart joke. And then she dies. <laughs> <laughs> Tasteful. Tasteful tart. Fart yeah, yeah. Joke. I mean, Adam Sandler, he, he'll, he'll, he, he'll knock out of the park. Yeah. yeah, he'll do. So um, the first thing he needs to do is recruit Virginia, the, his love interest from Happy Gilmore, played by Julie Bowen, uh, to help him return to golf. She, okay. she They kind of grew apart because she was traveling a lot for golf. He was He was growing apart from it. And I guess, like, their lives just went different directions. Right. But he always kind of had, he always, you know, remembered her fondly, and he still likes her. So he wants to win her back, and he needs her help to get back into golf. So, um, by the way, Julie Bowen from uh, Modern Family. Mm-hmm. I feel like she looks younger in Modern Family than she did in Happy I completely Gilmore. agree. Yeah. Yeah, she looks a lot better in so Modern Family. So she aged great. So yeah. she's going to be a great leading lady for okay. this movie. And she's popular now. Yes, you're right. Yeah. Modern Family's gotten her a lot of popularity. She's, got, she's been in she, some other things. And she's won a couple Emmys, I believe, or Golden Globes. I One of those TV right. awards. Whatever's for TV. Yeah. Are they Emmys? Both? I think they Emmys. I think Golden Globes are like TV and movies. Yeah. Emmys are strictly they, television. Yeah. They have different like groups that vote for them. Yeah. All right. Anyway, then here's how's this for another twist? Shooter McGavin. Uh huh. He's gonna coach him in this movie. Ooh. Does he want to coach Happy or not at first? Okay. So here's the thing. Uh, Chubbs, his last mentor, died tragically in Happy Gilmore after seeing the head of the alligator that took his hand yeah. and then he fell out a window. So Happy So Julie Bowen, Virginia, maybe gets him back into like some small tournament that he needs he needs to say say he needs to get fifth or better to make it on back onto like the pro circuit or something like that. Yeah. He, you know, he has to work his way back. Right. He he thinks he's gonna be fine. He thinks he's just gonna go up there and drive the ball like he used to. But now he's a little older. Right. And we can do, we can make some old jokes now about getting older. And he's not as good as he used to be. So he needs to go for the only person who knows all of his strengths and weaknesses for help. And that's Shooter McGavin. Got it. So Shooter McGavin, I don't know, maybe, I don't know what would be funnier. If Shooter McGavin's kind of like fallen on hard times and is like really like broken poor now. And he like finds him in like a homeless place. Or if he's like successful and like in the mansion. I don't know. I think it'd be funnier if he's not successful. And then maybe at the end, Happy like splits some winnings with him or something. Oh wow! Just, just a little... So we can go for a really happy ending. Yeah, it really could. All right. Well, that's what we're doing. Maybe. Thanks for your help there. Yeah, no problem. So he convinces him eventually to coach him. Yeah. Um. So now he gets back into the pro circuit. He's getting back to his old self. Our antagonist of this film is played by Aziz Ansari. Okay. He's a hot shot young golfer. <laughs> He's like the hot new thing. He's very full of himself. He's very conceited. Uh huh. And he's actually similar to how Happy was in the first Happy Gilmore, okay. where he's like, he kind of plays up, he has a lot of showmanship. And it's, but he's, he does it more like, annoyingly. Like, you don't like him. And you learn about his character, because you find a, you see a golf magazine, and on the cover it says, golf's hottest new golfer, and it's a picture of Aziz Ansari, and he's holding two golf balls in his hand, and underneath it says, he has golf by the balls. <laughs> I like it. Thanks. Man, I hope someone is listening right now. Seriously, I yeah. Between this and Pine Hill Mobile Court, I mean, you got it going. I like feel like I might have missed out on my true calling in I life. I think so. I really do. If I wasn't so good at computer programming, I could have done great things or p- fixing bathrooms. Uh, well, you're getting there. <laughs> the only other note I have is at one point in the movie, he will fight Drew Carey. 
Why Drew Carey? Because in Happy Gilmore, he fought Bob Barker, <laughs> the, the host of uh, The Price is Right. <laughs> so now he's going to fight Drew yeah. Carey. So it somehow works itself into the plot that that's, he will have to fight Drew Carey. That's funny. I like it. And this movie, I feel like this is going to just be box office success. It's the right age group where I think Happy Gilmore was like 2002 or... Man, I forget. Happy Gilmore? Happy Gilmore. Things in the 90s. Wow. I think I'm pretty sh- I'm pretty sure. No, you're right. Yeah. Let me look it up real quick. Yeah, that's that's what I would say. 1996. 1996. Yeah, so the people who liked Happy Gilmore as kids are like adults now. Uh-huh. And they can buy their own movie tickets and take their family. Right, introduce their kids to Happy Gilmore. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's like a good, like, uh, nostalgia window, too. And it's going to be a funny movie, because Happy Gilmore was really funny. I mean, sometimes we criticize Hollywood for making too many sequels, but this movie needs a sequel. And it'd be a perfect way for him to have a better 2017. Maybe this could jumpstart his career again, where people look at Adam Sandler and go, oh my gosh, he's really smart. He's still he's funny. Really funny. He's still yeah, got he's it. still funny. He's still got it. And that could project him on a positive note going forward. Yep. Awesome. That's, his, that's his resolution. That's how he's going to do it. Cool. Great. So let me tell you my pitch about why 2016 was awful for the DC execs, and then we'll we'll uh, go at it. All right. Let's hear it. So Batman vs. Superman came out in 2016, in March of 2016. Uh, it made... Uh, $873 million total, roughly. It's actually considered not a success. That's not enough money? It, it didn't clear a billion dollars. Just to show comparisons, this movie had Batman in it. He was the first name in the title. The last two movies that had Batman in it cleared a million dollar, or a billion dollars, no problem. This kind of came close, but if you're looking at profit, it really didn't come close at all. Uh, critically, 28% uh, total critics on Rotten Tomatoes, 64% user rating, though. So it is okay. higher with the users. Um, also, it had a 68% drop from the first weekend to the second weekend in box office, which is a historic drop. And it had literally no competition. It came out in, like, the third week of March. There was no other movies really coming out. Uh, people didn't like it. It was They were just trying to pay, play catch-up too much with, like, the MCU. Like... Batman was in there, Superman was in there already, which is fine. You had Lex Luthor, you had Perry White, then you started trying to set up the Justice League also where you have the Flash and Cyborg and um, Aquaman and Wonder Woman 2 in there, and it just kind of felt too too crowded, in my opinion. I agree with you. I, I was okay with Wonder Woman, but I could have done without the others. I think so too, and especially since like a lot of people make fun of it. like Like the Avengers, in my opinion... They really brought the Avengers together really well. I'm not a huge fan of the second Avengers movie, but the first Avengers movie, I thought bringing all of them together, it was really, really cool how they did that. Like, in this movie, they bring them all together, like, through, like, an email attachment. Like, Wonder (laughs) Woman gets an email, or I think she, yeah, she gets the email, and it's like, look at this file, look at that file, look at this file. It's like, oh, wow, all these people are out there. So, I don't know. I I just wasn't a huge, huge fan of that. Uh, Then, you know, so that happened, and then you have Suicide Squad, which comes out in August. Uh, Seven hundred forty-five million dollars total, which is not pretty close to Batman vs Superman. Exactly, uh, which and I think that's pretty good considering it wasn't like a Batman movie, it wasn't a Superman movie, it was just part of that Agreed. universe. It did have the Joker in it, which definitely was a big appeal for a lot of people, and Harley Quinn, which a lot of people wanted to see. Also, twenty-six percent uh, total on Rotten Tomatoes, and sixty-four percent again uh, user rating. So people kind of feel like this is on par with uh, Batman vs Superman. Um, so, I mean, those are the big two movies that – those are the only two movies that DC had coming out in 2016. And especially since they had a three-year gap between Man of Steel and Batman vs. Superman. So they were planning for this for three years where during that time other major studios are getting their universes together. And I feel like DC kind of dropped the ball. 
uh, one of the biggest problems that they had is that I feel like the studio was very reactionary uh, to their problems that they had. They really didn't try to fix the problem. They try to like address it in a different way to fix it. So like for example, like Batman vs Superman, people really didn't like. And so then they released the extended edition, which had like an extra half hour, which explained the movie better because they cut it so short. And like in my opinion, like you should just have that in the movie in the first place because if it, that's what the movie's supposed to be and that's what makes sense, then that, you should have that. That did make it close to like a 3-hour movie though, didn't it? It would have already like a two and a half. It hour. would have, but I like I know people who watch like Batman vs Superman the extended edition and they're like, "Oh my god, it makes so much more sense now." And like another thing too, the day after Batman vs Superman was released, DC released a deleted scene because it explained a scene better. And like everyone's like, "Oh, well that makes more sense now." Like that's not what it's supposed to be about. It's what is in the movie is supposed to just make sense. That's how they should do it. You shouldn't have to go and see this or read this or watch this deleted scene or see the extended edition to make it you so know, I more would, coherent. I, the movie to me mostly made sense. Batman vs Superman. Yeah, I didn't have any major issues with it. I thought I thought it made sense too. Uh, like there was some stuff with Darkseid, who's like the villain. Okay, some of the like allusions to other things. Yes. were kind of cryptic. Yeah, a lot of people. I, like, I thought what? purposely though. I think so too, but then 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 they don't even have that in the movie. I feel like, and then like the the agreed, and then like the scene with Flash. Yeah, that like, that too. Like that, was, I, like, I could have done without that. Right. Um. So real quick, are you summarizing like popular opinion, or or is this your opinion as well? This is my opinion. Okay, I'm saying that this is them being reactionary to. Things but as happening. far as the how the movies were, your opinion also. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um. So then, like another thing too is that uh, after people saw Batman vs Superman, it has a very dark tone. It's not very. Light. Completely agree. That is my biggest complaint. It's like, and like Superman's supposed to be happy, he's supposed to be hopeful. You're supposed to have some kind yes. of joy like, in watching Superman. Kevin, Kevin Smith said there's no joy in the movie. Right. I, I think I agree with that. Yeah. So after Batman vs Superman, people were like, "This tone is awful." So then they went and reshot Suicide Squad to make it have a better tone, which resulted in this movie that doesn't really know what it wants to be because the people, the executives at DC, were trying to fiddle around with it, trying to make a good fit, and then it ended up being awful. And then, like, another thing, too, now is that because a lot of people loved Harley Quinn in Suicide Squad, she's now getting her own movie called Gotham Sirens, which was just announced last week or maybe, like, two weeks ago with David Ayer, who directed Suicide Squad, directing again. And it's pretty much going to be, like, a ladies of the DC universe, like, in Gotham, I suppose. Okay. Like, they said, like, Poison Ivy's going to be in it or something because people loved Harley Quinn. So they're like, oh, well, people loved her, so we might as well just make a movie with her now because that's what people want. Like, they're being very reactionary. They're really not planning it out thoroughly, in my opinion. So that's why I think 2016 for the executives at DC and at Warner Brothers was awful. They made all the wrong choices, all the wrong decisions, and it resulted in two movies that were supposed to really jumpstart this universe and just led to awful things. So their New Year's resolution, they've already started doing some things that I think can be some positive um, moves going forward. So what they did was they have this guy named Jeff Johns, who is a DC Comics writer, and he is going to be co-running the DCEU with an executive VP of Warner Brothers. And his name is John Berg. And together they're going to be like planning the universe, kind of like what's going to happen in this movie and that movie and how it's going to affect movies like 15 years from now, which is exactly what the MCU is doing. And then also they have Wonder Woman coming out, which has a woman director, which I think will be nice, something a little different. Uh, and then also Ben Affleck is going to be an executive producer of pretty much all of the DCEU movies going forward, specifically Justice League, which comes out in November. 
Um, and he's going to oversee creative decisions and story arcs to make sure things make sense and they're just not being reactionary, like I said, and make things that, that sounds hopefully good. are good. I think Ben Affleck. So I th- uh, yeah, I think doing. he's. A, I mean, he's not going to do something that he like is stupid. I feel like at this point of his career, because he's really made a good name for himself as a director and a, as a producer and as an actor. Like I feel like the crappy movies are in the beginning of his career. Like your Daredevils, your Pearl Harbors. Now, like I feel like he really hasn't made any bad movie. Like you look at like The Town and Argo. Like he's been consistently pretty good. Agreed. So so that's what I got. So so let's fight. Let's go over it. Okay. Uh, do we really need another comedy sequel, though? What? Like, look, what do like, you mean? Like, Dumb and Dumber, Zoolander, like, all these people, like, these great comedies in the 90s that everybody loves and enjoys, and, like, now they're coming back. Like, do we Was Zoolander really from see- the 90s? All right, like, 2000. All right. So, right there. Well, that was too quick of a sequel, I think. It was, like, 15 years. Really? Yeah. didn't feel like that long. Yeah. All right, fine. And, like, Dumb and Dumber, like, they already had a- another sequel, but it was, like, a prequel. How Harry Met Lloyd or something. Yeah, I know. And then they have this one. But I, I don't know. I'm just saying. Like, do we really need? Is that really going to jumpstart? Because I feel like people are going to be what, like, "Do you want to watch that movie? What's that? The movie I I pitched to you. Would the you movie be? you just pitched. Yes. But Adam Sandler's not going to pitch this movie. Maybe <laughs> he might if he calls me up. Maybe if he if he listens to this. I just feel like a lot of times people hear this and they're like, "Oh, like here we go again. Like just leave it alone. So the, the marketing good. has to be good. Like we have to show that this is like Adam Sandler's comeback movie. Yes. And I think, how would you do that? Uh, I'd make. Oh man, I trailers. I I don't want a trailer that shows like all the funny jokes. Like I just want like a couple short scenes that show that it's like mm, old school. It's back to like the old original style of humor. Okay. Um, just to show that it's a funny movie, but I don't want to like give away too much of the movie. So kind of leave it a little. Uh, I don't. I don't know. Vague. That, that might be. See, I, w- I always hate when trailers give away too much, but right. for, for a comedy movie, it might be... And especially if you're marketing as Adam Sandler's comeback. Are you, are you going to market this as Adam Sandler's comeback? Because then that's putting a lot of pressure yes. on you that if it doesn't deliver, then people are going to be really, really upset. Um, yes, I am. I'm going to put all my eggs in the basket of comeback movie. Well, to try to screw you over, this is what I'm going to try to do. Because I want to ruin your New, Year's, your New Year's resolution. I want Adam Sandler to make like the worst movie possible. Okay. So what I'm going to do... Is DC or Warner Brothers has a partnership with Netflix? A lot of DC's properties are on Netflix. Yes, yeah, a lot of their animated stuff of, is actually really good. A lot of oh, yeah, their animated stuff is actually really, really good. Definitely, yeah. And um, so Netflix and Warner Brothers already has some kind of a working relation. So what I'm going to pitch to Netflix is like, hey, Adam Sandler, you know, he might be coming back again. He's been working on this thing that might jumpstart his career. People are going to love him. You should just throw a crap ton of money at him again and let him make whatever he wants to make. Give him a five-picture deal again. And Adam Sandler, he's not going to pass so up on that. The way you're sabotaging Adam Sandler is by letting him be Adam Sandler. Yes. And he's going to continue. Once he gets all that money from Netflix, he's, he's not going to turn down a five-picture promised deal from Netflix. He's going to take that without any hesitation. Are you saying he's going to make the Netflix movies instead of my movie? No, 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 no. I'm not saying that. He's going to he's going to have that offer and that's just going to be other things that his mind is going to be thinking about. He's not going to have all of his attention on making Happy Gilmore 2. He's going to be working on Happy Gilmore 2, but at the same time he's going to be like Oh well, there's this this that I'm going to be doing on Netflix when I'm done with that. No, oh, then after that I can do this and I can bring in David Spade and I can bring in Kevin James and we can do this and then Grown Ups Three is coming down the pipes too. And I just feel like 
once he has that offer, he's going to be thinking all about that and thinking about all these other things that he can be making, and he's not going to be solely focused on Happy Gilmore too. I'm just going to have to keep him focused, I guess. That's tough. <laughs> if I if I had like millions of dollars dangling over my head like a carrot in front of a donkey, I feel like I'd be more occupied about that than where I'm going. Adam Sandler, he doesn't need the money though. I think he's like pretty well off. I think he has like three houses across the country. I completely agree with that. But it's just him doing exactly what you said, like him being him. And like he already had the Netflix deal first and that happened. And he and he did all those movies and it did, you know, it just just shows that He's not going to be able to to pump out anything that's even watchable, except ridiculous six. And your and your, which is fine. That's your opinion. You thought it was you thought it was pretty funny. It made me laugh. So and that and that's I and mean, that's a good thing because that's the whole point of this. So there are going to be some people that hear that Adam Sandler gets a five picture deal with Netflix again. Some people are going to be like, oh, this is really stupid. And you might have some other people go, oh, well, you know, ridiculous six wasn't that bad. And uh, you know, who knows what he could do again? But he's going to be more focused on all of those projects at once. He's not going to say no. Do you think he would say no? No, I don't. Yeah. I think he just loves making movies. <laughs> yeah. Whatever they are. I went so easy on you with your sabotages. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought that was like that was like the only sabotage I could think of. Yeah, I, it was hard for me to think of one. For one, I'm going to f- work out a way that Zack Snyder directs your next movie. <laughs> oh, God. Here we go. Notice, notice I didn't even mention he's directing Justice League. Yeah, I noticed that. Yeah. See, I, he's, I don't think he's, like, bad. Like about, I think he's I, a good director. I think of him as good for the action set piece. He's gonna do a good. He's gonna do a good action scene. Mm-hmm. Um, but like overall story wise, is where I think I don't like him. I, I I can see that argument. I think uh, people knowing that Zack Snyder's directing Justice League might bring a little caution. I know that the first trailer everybody was really excited for. Granted, everybody was really excited for the first Suicide Squad trailer. Everybody was really excited for the first Batman vs. Superman trailer. Uh, the only thing that Batman vs. Superman has different than I feel that Justice League does is that Ben Affleck didn't produce Batman vs. Superman. He was just an actor. So he didn't have really any creative control over it. Where That's why they made that good choice, their New Year's resolution. Let's try to get this on the right track to have him involved in the creative con- concepts of Justice League. I hope it's good. I'm... I am cautiously looking forward to it. Yeah, uh, same thing here. Like, same thing with Wonder Woman. Yes, yeah. Like, I I, like a lot of people loved the 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 trailer that came out within the past. I think it was like two months ago. I thought it was okay. Personally, I thought it was okay. It it didn't knock my socks off. Uh, Wonder Woman was my one of my favorite parts of Batman vs Superman. I thought she was really really cool. She's a cool theme song. Yeah, the. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I love that theme song. (laughs) Yeah. So, but I mean, same thing though. I mean. They just had such a bad 2016. A lot of people are turned off. Me personally, like Marvel's really good right now to the point where like I'll just go see the next one because I think it's going to be good. I didn't see Doctor Strange just because I never got a chance to. Enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean, but there's nothing like I was like, oh, I, I'm definitely not going to go see Doctor Strange. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2 looks really good to me. That looks good. Spider-Man I'm hopeful for uh, since Marvel's back in control. Thor 3 is actually one of my most anticipated Marvel movies right now. When's that come out? Uh, November of 2017. Yeah, that yeah, Justice busy, League. Uh, busy end of the year here. Yeah, that and Justice League. And then Star, and then Star Wars, Wars in December, eight. right? Yeah, in December. Uh, so, yeah, there's a lot going on. So this this fight might come down to, would you rather see... What the heck's that movie called Happy again? Happy Gilmore 2. Happy Gilmore 2. <laughs> or Justice League. Is there anything else that you think, like Justice League, like or the DCEU, like the things that they've done bad, that they're just not going to be able to, to fix? Um, Some of their... 
I don't know. They, I think it's going to come down to how they handle some of their less popular characters. Like, people don't know Aquaman or Cyborg well. True. So, like, I, first of all, I would not give either of them a standalone movie. I don't know if there's any plans to. Yeah, there are. Okay. After Justice League. All right. They're kind of doing it backwards. Like they did, their, they wanted their Justice League Avengers so much that they are just getting it out. They're there. They're just getting it out there, and then they're branching off, which I'm actually okay with, because they just wanted to establish them and then let their have them their own uh, solo movies. Where Marvel kind of rolled the dice. Like Iron Man, no one really knew who Iron Man was. Mm-hmm. He's like he's like the face of Marvel now. Like yep. It used to be Spider Man. Now it's it's Iron Man. Yeah. Thor, no one really knew who Thor was. Uh, Captain America was probably the most well known of mm-hmm. all of them. They did try with Green, Green Lantern was a miss for them. So Green Lantern, yeah, was actually supposed to be the start of some mm-hmm. kind of cinematic universe. Green Lantern is in the Justice League in uh, most I've seen. Yeah, and they do have a one slated for, I think, like 2020, um, which is uh, it's called Green Lantern Corpse, but they haven't casted, like, anything. And this is another reason, I mean, this is something I think is personally stupid with DC, and maybe they'll change this going forward. Like, they, they listed their whole slate of movies. And it was, you know, Justice League and then all the the solo movies for every character. And then, like, since then, now they're like, oh, well, now we'll do a Batman movie because everybody liked Batman in Batman vs. Superman. And, oh, now we'll do our, our um, Harley Quinn movie. And then, oh, we'll do uh, – I think they're talking about doing – trying to remember. Like a Justice League dark movie? Yes, yes. Um, like, they're talking about that. that. Like, I feel like they're just – they're not making the right decisions. And maybe this will change that for the new year. I don't know. Do you have any uh, last points you want to put mm, in before I, we... I had some yeah. assorted Adam Sandler facts. Yeah, go for it. Um, did you know he was considered for the role of Willy Wonka in the uh, the updated Willy Wonka that Johnny Depp got? Oh, that would have been interesting. Yeah, that would have been interesting. <laughs> yeah. Johnny Depp also was a weird cast for that, I, I think. But Adam Sandler might have been worse. I personally enjoy it, that movie. I'm not the kind of person who's like, which one's better? Because they're both really different. That one is more faithful to the book in my opinion like even to the point of the songs and like Loompa Land and like all that stuff like that's directly from the source material Uh, but I enjoy it I enjoy Gene Wilder's version too Um, do you want do you want to guess what Adam Sandler's favorite cartoon character is this is according to IMDB Um, it's a comedic character you could you could argue you could argue yes he is a comedic character. see this is tough because it could be like a Disney character it could be like it a Looney Tunes cartoon character. character it's a cartoon character is it like specific to like a certain franchise like Disney or Warner Brothers Looney Tunes mm, neither of those but I don't know who owns it Garfield no Spongebob Squarepants really that's what he said his favorite is huh um in 2007 according to Forbes his movies made nine dollars for every one dollar he was paid Okay. So that's a pretty good return on that investment for Adam good, Sandler. Yeah, that's not bad. He was a former roommate of Judd Apatow. Really? Yes, he's also been called the anti-Judd Apatow now. Or <laughs> the, the white Tyler Perry. Or the white Tyler Perry. <laughs> because he knows better, but he does it anyway. <laughs> I feel like Tyler Perry isn't bad, though. He just has bad ideas. Wait, are you saying Adam Sandler is bad? No. No, no, no. I, I shouldn't. I shouldn't say that. Like, I think there are some things that Adam Sandler has done that is good. Yeah, and some, and some they're, they're both smart people who understand movies and acting who just make right. Horrible yeah, movies. exactly. They just make really, really bad decisions. Uh, what else I got? He's a big. He's a big basketball fan. He likes playing basketball. He tries to film near basketball courts so we can play. Hmm, that's pretty cool. 
Um, is he a big hockey fan too, or am I just thinking of him and Happy uh, Gilmore? I didn't see that, so I don't know yeah. if that was just Happy Gilmore thing. I know he is a Mets fan. Okay, but I didn't say anything about hockey. Huh. Uh. And he owns Happy Madison Productions, which produces uh, most of his movies now. I was actually looking into that today. So they're named after two of his most successful movies, Happy yep. Gilmore and Billy Madison. Yep. And uh, has the golf ball. The guy. For the logo, yeah. For the logo. The, it has an old guy swinging, uh, like, or like holding a golf club. I don't know if you noticed that. And in, like, I think, like, more updated ones. And that is actually his father. Adam Sandler's father. And he says something, and I completely forgot off the top of my head what he says. But that's his father uh, in his studio production. But I think his dad died recently. Not this oh. year. Not this year. Okay. And not like everybody else that we know. But, uh, yeah. So that's what we got. That's all I got. Cool. That, and that's all I got, too. So, uh, Chris, thanks so much for being on this one. Thank you, Steve. Start of the new year. So who would win in succeeding with their New Year's resolutions? Would Adam Sandler turn his career around? Would he bring out... Happy or uh, Happy Gilmore two, bring back what's her name Julie Bowen. Yes, Julie Bowen and and Shooter McGavin and have an awesome fight with Drew Carey. What was the title of it again? Well, it's a working title. Working title. I just called it Happy Gilmore two Electric Boogaloo as Electric a joke. Boogaloo. Yeah, because I think that was the subtitle. Of if if, if any of our listeners have a an idea for a title for Happy Gilmore two, or also perhaps some story ideas for Happy Gilmore two, please feel free to uh, tweet at us or. Send us an email. Let us know on that would be Facebook. Cool. That'd yeah, be cool. that'd be awesome. And then uh, my argument here with uh, the DC guys screwing everything up, making awful superhero movies that are just trying to play catch up, and um, maybe they'll have a better 2017 with their with their slate. I hope so because so. I I like seeing that stuff in on the big screen. I mean, like Batman vs Superman, like that just writes itself like agreed that that should ju- just by having that people should want to go buy tickets for it i know i did yeah uh i did not i watched it online oh wow i'm not admitting to committing a crime maybe somebody sent me a copy that they had that wasn't me was it somehow no it was not you oh, okay. i think i gave you that copy actually well i saw it in theater so right I don't know yeah what happened there yeah so, so that's what we got. So, uh, as always, there's going to be a Twitter poll. Uh, so please feel free to go and vote and uh, reach out to us. We love hearing from our fans. Happy New Year again. We hope uh, the holidays were great for you and you have a happy and healthy start to 2017. Okay? So, as always, please subscribe, follow, and rate, and please continue to participate in our show. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next time. Bye-bye. Sandler hits Netflix. Netflix just signed actor-producer Adam Sandler to a four-movie deal in another big step toward original content. Sandler's Happy Madison Productions will work with Netflix to develop four movies which Sandler will star in and premiere them exclusively for Netflix members. Sandler joked on his Instagram account that he was just trying to sign up for a Netflix account but ended up signing this deal instead. The Who Would Win cast is not endorsed by any film or television production companies and is intended for entertainment purposes only. Any and all audio clips are not owned by the Who Would Win cast, and all rights are reserved by the respective copyright holders.